You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Line Noise with my specialist guest so far, Johan Wald. How on earth are you? Thank you very much, Ben. Very well, very well in this morning um, and glad to be joining you on your show, Line Noise. Do you know what we're doing today? We're going to talk about the electronic lineup in Primavera Sound. We're establishing order in chaos. It is very chaotic. I mean, I don't know where to start. I've put together, well, I didn't know where to start. That's kind of why the, one of the reasons I wanted to do it. And I've put together like various sort of themes which enable my head to sort of get get around it a bit better. But even so, some of the themes are a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit ropey. But we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. Because, I mean, I'm not saying like the booking's chaos because it's not. But it's just when I see that amount of things, I'm just like, uh, what, what, what can I do? It's like the breakfast buffet at a hotel. You get blocked with so much offer and you want to have it all. You want the fruit bowl. You want to have the salty stuff. You want to have the croissants. And there's only so much that can fit into a human body in the morning you but, need to go oh, do you know my favorite thing the breakfast puff <laughs> sorry to get distracted already but like i love the uh the egg station where they like cook your tortilla or something oh, like yes. that oh that's so good in the nicer hotels when you have it yeah made to order everything made to order is always the best that you can aspire to when you go to get restored at a restaurant or a hotel it makes me feel like i'm the emperor it's like bring me an egg Omelette, you know, well, obviously an egg omelette. You know what I mean? Bring yeah. a, a mushroom omelette or something like that. Yeah. They do it. It's incredible. A la minute. A la minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great breakfasts. And uh, by the way, we're going to be enjoying breakfast because we've been comfort. Oh, maybe this isn't interesting for our listeners. <laughs> well, we, we've we're, gone we're, through breakfast we've buffet. Managed, so. <laughs> we've managed to get a hotel for, to work, even though we live in Barcelona, where, we, you know, when you work in Primavera Sound, you need to diminish the hours of being outside of the forum, you know, you, you need to be close on hand because you're going to be available to interview some of the very incredible artists. By the way, have you managed to get any booking confirmation of interviews? I've got about seven people that have said, yes, definitely, they're, they're up for it. But like, because we haven't quite got times yet, I haven't got like, you know, them settled at this particular time. But I think yeah. we're really going going for it soon, like uh, on, on Monday. I think we're going to be, I, I suspect we're going to be roommates as well. No one's told me anything, but that, you know. We're always we're, roommates. Yeah, we exactly. tender and, and we're the, we, we teach the kids how it's done. We bring the, the, the assorted cured meats <laughs> and the cheeses and the wine, bottles of wine, stuff that has to be in the mini bar. You know, make, do your homework, ladies and gentlemen. Bring, you know, come prepared. Make sure there's good stuff in your hotel rooms. And from vintage wine <laughs> to vintage electronic acts. Did you like that? Very, very good segue, Ben. You, you're, you're on form. You really do uh, deserve every penny you get paid to be a host. <laughs> when you're talking vintage, are we talking Autiker or even further back? I'm talking Autica. I mean, they, they, it seems strange to call someone some forward listing like vintage or legendary or, or that, that kind of thing. But they've been around since like the early 90s. And oh my God, I'm looking forward to them. Have you seen Autica? I did see a little bit of them years ago at Prima, the first edition of Primavera Club, the winter edition of the festival, a smaller version. And it was also at the forum, but not the actual forum. It was one of the conference uh, spaces next to the forum. Oh, and in that big room? Yes. Ah, right. Yes. And uh, and I remember they played in, in, in pitch blackness. They didn't have any lights, which later, years later, Fortet would also do for his Plastic People sessions, isn't it? I think he plays oh, in the dark. Something like with that, With no yeah. lights and stuff. Well, he did it at Sonar anyway. And uh, so they did it and it was it was wonderful. But I was working as well and, and I couldn't stay for the entire set. But obviously, 
that's one that's that's on my top 10 list yeah 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 i i saw i saw them once at this big sort of rave that warp organized in a london warehouse mm. and it was fantastic it was one like bizarrely i found myself dancing a lot to it like kind of like I didn't expect that at all. Really? Yeah, I don't know if they played like a, a more danceable set because mm -hmm. of like the, the 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 setup and everything that it was meant to be a raid, but it was so good. Oh my god! And like you know, obviously the beats weren't like very regular, but you sort of got into it and yeah. hey, my, my dancing's not very regular either, you know. So it was more more than dancing; it was body expression, like those yes. avant-garde dance spectacles. But often in those, you'll see people with very stern expressions. I had a big smile on my face, so. I think Autica are going to be... And they're legends. Like, I mean, there are lots of legends on the bill. But... And it doesn't really do to be ranking people in terms of how legendary they are. Mm. But what I think I will say is no one is more legendary than, than Autica. They've done it so well. And they haven't... They haven't toured Spain, at least, that much, considering the height of their popularity and their, and their status that has never been argued as, as pioneering British electronic musicians. They, they've come very, you know, was that the same in the UK? Were they very averse to doing live shows and stuff? I don't think they've done many. Yeah, like, right. I mean, it, it's one of those things that it's not like totally unexpected. It's not like Boards of Canada, you know, yeah. they played like once ever or something like that. But it's yeah. like pretty, you know. It's rare. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's even more special, like why you have to catch Autica at Primavera Sound. Are they playing both weekends? Or is it just no, it's just Friday, June the 3rd. Friday, June the 3rd. Okay, so that's an important thing to take into account. Like, for those lucky punters who are going to be going to both weekends, uh, whatever you miss, uh, you know, the one, the, the, the bands that are also playing the, the two weekends will make sure you strategize and uh, try and, you know, uh, catch the bands that are only playing once, um, if, if you know what I mean. I, like, I'm trying to put together some form of, like, list whereby i can see if they're playing once or twice and i can be like okay okay, okay. it's uh, yeah but it's got only once one 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 day yeah weekend one yeah on the on the friday the friday the second day when you know it's weekend one is good because our energy is going to be it's going to be the first festival we return to after all these years well all this time of pandemic and uh you know thursday obviously is going to be very, a very exciting day because it's like oh back here again with all these people surrounding us and stuff and feeling safe uh but then the friday you'll be in gear and it's like okay i've got the hang of this and boom autocur playing the evening are you forgetting about the wednesday june the first i thought there was not going to be the wednesday yeah yeah what wednesday they, minute, they announced minute, it when they announced the load of new 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 bands they announced but it was like in the middle of the of the the, the thing. That's why I think not not, not everyone saw it. But they're doing a, an opening party type thing, Pablo Español, with Wet Leg and Rina Sawayama and what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Do I even by, work by, here? By Friday, I mean, we'll, we'll already be dead. <laughs> you see that? There's just so much. All right. So that my girlfriend asked me, "Is like, are they going to do the the free when it's free? Uh, it's not free. It's, it's not free. Ticket holders, yeah. Uh, and it's in Pueblo Español, not yeah, in the forum. Yeah. Because I always thought the Wednesday was good for warming up in general for the workers. You know, like make sure things are running well, the accesses are controlled. You know, it's like the little. Uh, like a little dress rehearsal, shall we say, uh, for the festival to operate at its maximum potential. And all of a sudden, without that, it's like, okay, Thursday is going to be the first day in two years. Two years? No, 2019 was celebrated, 2020. Well, yeah, we're yeah. in 2022. Two years of not celebrating, you know, getting back in gear. So it's going to be an interesting Thursday. But, okay, there's a nice little warm-up day. Who else? Wet Leg, Rina Sawayama. Um, uh, and uh, this Brazilian act uh, who my... Uh, Pablo just... Vitar. 
No, no. It's uh, a sort of Brazilian dance music uh, people, and they're really good. I've been playing them. I've been playing them a little bit, although uh, uh, their name has just sort of escaped my attention. And there's also doing stuff like in Salon Salon Upload as well. It's going to be it's going to be big. But you know what? Like we were saying about Autica, very rarely play live. There's a few uh, vintage classic electronic people who who very rarely play live um dj stingray 313 are you aware of his work i am not aware of dj stingray you've mentioned him before he's sort of classic electro dj you know that detroit electro kind of thing and okay. he's he's playing live and djing i believe i might be wrong about that um and i don't think he has done that very much Basically, okay. and he he's he's just sort of a total 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 legend. So he's is 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 he is the same period as Derek May, Carl Craig. Um, he's sort of just second wave, you know, like early nineties that kind of thing. And he he DJs wearing a balak like he's brilliant DJ, like like just ripping through electro streams really 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 quickly. Mm. Um, and I I may be wrong, but I believe he's also going to be going to be playing live. Uh, can you mention any of the labels he's uh, released uh, tracks for? Uh, I mean, Underground Resistance. Underground Resistance, that's all you need to say. That's it. Okay, I'm definitely catching that. Exactly. Um, and there's also uh, someone called The Caretaker, who, like, never, ever, ever plays live, apparently. Yeah, that he, I remember seeing that name a lot in the 90s, is it? The DJ Caretaker? It's just The Caretaker. The Caretaker. Uh, also known as VVM uh, and Leyland Kirby. Not someone I, I know that well, to be honest, but like it was when it was announced, like people were like, oh my God, the caretaker. I can't believe the caretaker is uh, is, is appearing because like he doesn't ever like play live. And what kind of vibe is his uh, are his DJ sets? Uh, I think it can be all kinds of... Someone was telling me they saw they saw him play live once and he basically just sat on the sofa drinking while music played. Um, that may not be entirely true, but his music is like ambient and very dark. Do you remember six months ago, maybe mm -hmm. more, there was like that TikTok challenge where people were challenging each other to listen to his album in full. He made this like legendarily like bleak album uh, about the effect of Alzheimer's, which lasted six hours or something like that. Uh, it's called An Empty Bliss uh, Beyond This World. Um, and basically people put themselves uh, on TikTok listening to it because it's six and a half, uh, uh, half hours long. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, everywhere at the end of time. Did I say that? Everywhere at the end of time, it, what it was. And it lasts six and a half hours. And people are on TikTok like showing themselves watching watching it because it is so bleak and long and and difficult. Basically, yeah, I, I, I like, I like, I love. You know, I love ambient, and, I, and I've got plenty of time for ambient releases of any kind. Uh, it really helps me. But I love how it's become a, a bit of a joke now. To like, oh yeah, everyone releases an album, an ambient album. It's like everyone has a podcast. Even Robert Pattinson released an ambient album, or well, or made an ambient album. I don't know if it's released or if it's on some hidden SoundCloud account. Have you had a chance to get, listen to Robert, Robert Pattinson? I don't think it's released. I asked him to come on Line Noise. Yeah, and he... And he no, he confirmed. I went, no, well, we've got Johan. <laughs> <laughs> Second but, on the bill. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, Ambient is no joke. Uh, ambient is here to stay. And yes, it can be easy to make, according to some people. But when it's well done, like what I imagine the caretaker has done, uh, it's really worth the while. Well, we, I've got an ambient music section later as well. And we'll be talking about some of the ambient delights who are at the, the, the festival, which we can come down to. Um, talking of legends, uh, Square Pusher. Oh, oh, see, now that's an interesting 
is it also the same night? Because Oteker and Square Pusher kind of inhabit the same universe. Obviously, they've both released music on Warp and they have that kind of glitzy Warp electronica. Um, but Square Pusher, I can see you, you and me dancing to a bit more consistently. <laughs> I was never good at dancing drum and bass, but I did get lost in a Ronnie Size concert or gig once, you know, with, with it. Was it called Reflex? Ronnie Size. Represent. Represent, sorry. Ronnie Size's Represent. And it was the first time I was completely possessed by the drum and bass. And I actually managed to, you know, instinctively dance to it. It's like, oh, actually, this is quite easy and it's fun and energetic. So even though Square Pusher is a little bit more aggressive and stuff, it can be very cathartic. I saw him once playing live and uh, he basically ended up, because he, he was playing live bass. I don't know if there's something he always does, but yeah. he basically, he was fiddling with the machines and he'd play live bass. And there was one point where he was just like playing this massive live bass solo with like crashing electronic music behind him. And it was brilliant. It was just like the kind of like the most intricate fiddle, like as the drums went off in the background. I was like, this is fantastic. I'm really enjoying this. And he does slap bass, doesn't he, as well sometimes? You slap it to bass. If you want slap bass, that is the gig for you. Square Pusher channeling the funk in his own way. Saturday, June the 4th. Day after Autica. Day after Autica. Oh, perfect. And also talking drum and bass, Goldie. I'm really looking forward to that. You see, I wasn't that invested in the drum and bass when it was so hyped up and, and Goldie was at the forefront of it in, in the UK scene. But again, definitely, I'm going to pay my respects and go and, and see him. And I bet he's, you interviewed him recently, didn't you? I did, yeah. It was just out this week, in fact. I interviewed him back in March, I think, but it came out this week. And a delightful guy, right? He seems like a, a good all-around bloke. Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things that, that I got a little intimidated before the interview because you were like, I start to think of everything Goldie's done. You're like, oh my God, you know, and um, that's maybe not a good thing to happen for an interview because you start yeah. to think, oh my God, I can't believe. And like, you know, he was absolutely lovely. Really, really, really nice. The kind of bloke you'd just be like, so what do you think about X? And he's just like, he's off. And then like at the end of the answer, he goes, right, now you do your your job. And I was like, I'll, I'll try Goldie, I'll try. <laughs> but I, I love, like, I think genuinely there's not many more, like last four decades of music, right? How many people more important than Goldie? I mean, obviously, there's there's one or two, but he's right at the very top level, I reckon. Of, of just the music, genre, music. Of music. Goldie, yeah. Hang on, but has he been releasing much lately? That 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 is of. I want obviously relevance, yes, but I. Ha- I'm glad What's you. It? I'm yeah. glad you asked this, Johan, because he is in a duo called Subjective uh-huh. uh, with James Davidson. And uh, they've got a new album that's coming out. Uh, I think it's been delayed, but I think it's later this month. And it's really, really, really good. Okay. Uh, in fact, we can listen to uh, a little bit of it. Um, we're going to play Sunlight, featuring Lady Blackbird, uh, by Goldie and James Davison as a subjective. I think you are going to like this, Johan. That, Johan, that is, that's new Goldie uh, as half a subjective. That's nice, right? I think finally at my 43 years of age, I am ready to embrace this kind of drum and bass into my life. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> He's, Goldie is DJing Wednesday, June the 8th, Saturday, June the 11th. Oh, so Wednesday. So he's going to be playing in the city. Yeah, yeah. Do we know which club yet or its venue? I oh that's a very good question. It, I think like Wednesday is going to be uh, really 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 busy. Um, 
like I think it's it's one of those um because they've got all the the various things going on um and the various gigs and it just seems like ridiculously busy ah red 58 red 58 wow that's a very good venue to see a, a you know a dj set and especially a drum and bass one from mr goldie himself can wow. i confess something yes never been yeah i uh, i saw i can't remember who i saw but it's it's Hang on, am I thinking of the same? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, that's the one. That's the one. It's a very nice club. I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's kind of kind of small, isn't it? Like it's small, it's cozy. Yes. Oh, that's uh, gonna be a, an absolute joy. All right, my, my next um, my next category mm-hmm. is, and I say these categories are not 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 that accurate, but I had to pick some something pop electronica. Pop- I poptronica. Oh, we've done no, it. it. It was done for a while here, and there was a moment when electronic po- indie pop, shall we say, was huge at the you know end of the nineties, or you know, all those labels like even Compact and stuff. They were all having like releases or more music, you know. And, and journalists here would talk about Poptronica, and everyone immediately assumed it was a kind of electronic indie. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really into like electronic indie that kind of thing. No, it is when it's done like sort of. Remember that band Console? They were a bit shoegazy, but they because they had like a little bit click housey kind of production. Oh, that sounds good. I don't, I don't remember them. No. Yeah, well, everything fits in there. I mean, you can put the Human League in there, and it's kind of even though they're synth pop or new wave, whatever you want to say, uh, they would, they would fit in a Poptronica DJ set or I, playlist. I'd love it if the Human League were playing. They're not. They but. did play a, f- a few years ago, yeah, Primavera Sound, on the Wednesday, on the free night open for the people of San Adria, and it was very good. The yes. only time I've seen them live was I used to work for this very big corporate um, publisher with, yeah. of, like, business magazines. Yeah. And um, every year, rather than having a Christmas party, they had an awards in January. Um, and they they got a boss in who put quite a lot of money uh, in into the awards, if you see what I mean. And one year they just had the Human League playing, and it was like hello, and it was um it it, it was uh really kind of good but kind of really weird to see them you know like in, in a in, corporate gig though. And do you know who else they had Happy Mondays? Oh my god! Yeah, that kind of wrenched my heart out of my soul or, mm. or soul out of my heart or whatever. Because were they were they in shape or were they like decadent Happy Mondays where you know Sean Ryder can barely stand up. He, he was singing all right, but it was just like, this is a very strange place to sing <laughs> Happy Mondays, you know? Like, literally, they'd have the award for, like, best financial services group or, or you know, best salesman person or whatever, and we'd all get, like, you know, tanked up on, on, on the free wine. And we're all dressed up in suits, and it's like, and here's the Happy Mondays. Like, this is, this is strange. I, I, I hate those corporate shows because, like, ha- not even half, like, 80% of the audience do- doesn't give a crap about who's playing and they're super irresponsible, especially if it's a corporate gig. You know, it's people who work for the company and it's kind of a team-building thing and they're not paying attention to an incredible band who's come and stuff. And, and the band are obviously enjoying, you know, they, they're they getting well-paid for the <laughs> yeah. gig. I'm all for that. I like it when artists get well-paid. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's such a shame, like, if you're a fan, it's like, yeah, but there's this weird vibe in the space in the room that the band is not being able to turn into gold i don't know mm. anyway neither of those are playing but i tell you who is georgia are you a fan of georgia yeah hang on georgia's the one we saw yes yes this is this young girl is she half greek she's from london uh, she's like I, multi-instrumentist she plays all her own stuff yeah on i her have own. no idea if she's half yeah. greek i tell you who she is though she's the daughter of neil from Leftfield. oh 
Um, and she's signed to Domino, and she makes like um, really, really good, like kind of yeah. electronic pop. Well, basically. that's it. She played the first edition of the Weekend, the Primavera Sound Weekend. <gasps> you weren't there. You missed out. I know. Best. How how was it? It was brilliant because it's just her on her own, surrounded by synths. Uh, she's got synths and, uh, and some other instruments, and she's just a, a one-woman orchestra. So she's launching beats, she's playing, she's playing arpeggios and stuff, and singing and 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 performing, being a real entertainer. Uh, yeah, she's she's a very good recommendation. She's done uh, recently. She did this thing which is like the after hours edition of her album, which is really really good. Like it was originally a record store day thing, and now you can just sort of get it. And it's basically a lot of the best songs from the album, like kind of extended, and it's so good. Like I mean, there's a song called Twenty Four Hours. The after hours edition is so good. And I, I was looking at it on Spotify, and it's got like nowhere near the streams it deserves. So people need to need to listen to that. It's like it's like you know when like Kylie makes an absolute disco banger. You know, it's like that. It's that kind of good. Or like okay. when Rasheen Murphy was making like really good disco. That one, that was incredible. I like that Narcissus track you played by Rosine yeah, not yeah. so long ago. And I, I DJ it nearly every time I put it. You know, it's, it's got that like sort of disco vibe. It's got a funky kind of bass line. Yeah, yeah, no, Rosine is still bringing the goods. Played last time at Primavera when the new normal lineup of 2019, Rosine Murphy. Remember, I was texting yeah, you at that yeah, moment. No. Is that I'm watching Rosine and you were home, you had to go and take care no, of the No, no, it was even worse than that. I was leaving. I was walking past that stage at the time and Rosine was playing. And I was like, oh God, no, I love Rosine. I love Rosine. But I I I like I had to go. I had to go. Yeah. And I obviously I've regretted it ever since. I know, but um I know. Where do you stand on Fred again? Oh, I really want to see Fred again. Saturday, June the eleventh. I mean, I get very excited every time I play Maria. You know the the song about uh, we've lost dancing, Maria, the the Blessed Madonna rework or remix. I don't know. Yeah, what Maria. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so because it, and I like those videos that you see of him lately on Instagram and stuff where he, his connection with the audience. It's like it's emotional dance music because it's like everyone is super like t- crying tears of joy because he kind of became the the. The voice of the pandemic, like, because, well, yeah, that, yeah, that song, yeah. that hymn, you know, we, 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 we've lost dancing, we, we don't touch each other anymore, we have to wear masks and stuff. And all of a sudden, being able to listen to that song at this year's Primavera, yeah. live, and everybody connecting in that way, I, I'm expecting, I'm, 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 I'm maybe hyping it too much, but I'm expecting, like, a lot of hugging during that show, like, people just randomly kissing each other and uh, strangers, you know, like, I don't know you, but I'm going to hug you and... With consent, I'm gonna kiss you. <laughs> Not yeah, me, because I'm. <laughs> no puedo, tengo novia. <laughs> he played. He played Coachella. And Apparently, the, was yeah. very, very good at Coachella. I think. I think you're right, though. I think that is going to be one of the absolute moments of the festival. Yeah. I think he has he been bumped up the lineup or something. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I don't. I don't know exactly. Um, but uh, uh, he's so, I mean, basically he's one of those people like he's had so many hits like so many big hits recently and you're so many kind arms. of anthems you, you put your loving arms around me it's just a, it's it's so soulful and basically he's Jamie XX too like he reminds me a lot of what I love yeah. about Jamie XX yeah. like always using like soulful kind of deep house samples and stuff and but giving it that fresh kind of London edge uh, yeah yeah I'm very much on board with Fred again because he, he wrote music for other people right he's he, produced Ed Sheeran oh Ed Sheeran Stormzy BTS Rita Ora okay so this guy's got his fingers in all the pies so we say to make sure he's got an incredible established career within the music industry working from the sidelines but his own stuff is just is just brilliant and also i believe he 
no, I think I read this. And I might be wrong. I think he's one of those people that makes ambient music to relax, like him and Robert Pattinson. Maybe they're the same person. Maybe they're. Mm, well, you know how everyone in London knows each other. Once you get to that certain level, you're kind of always hanging out <laughs> at parties and things that only the glitzy get invited to. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that the real person behind Robert Pattinson's <laughs> ambient recordings is Fred again. Oh, imagine that. You're so rich. You're like, basically, you, you're so rich that you commission a producer to make you an album album. So it looks like you're making your own ambient album in your trailer. Oh, my God. Have we cracked it? Is We've that what cracked happened? the code. This is what happens up there in the And that's field. why he doesn't want to come on Line Noise to talk about it, because he couldn't. He'd get exposed like Millie Vanilli. Ah. <laughs> Robert Patterson, the Millie Vanilli of ambient music. <laughs> Allegedly. Alle- allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesse Ware, do you like Jesse Ware? Yeah, but um, I'm. <laughs> it sounds like no. No, it's, I'm, I haven't tuned into her properly. Like, I know people who are really fond and passionate about her music and stuff, and I haven't connected that much with. I haven't given her much of a chance either. I'm sure if I sat down or put her on a. made a playlist of some of her best stuff and did some jogging or, you know. Put, brought her into my life that way but you know how sometimes you just gotta let the uh, let the albums come to you like you know yeah, yeah professionally yeah. we have to listen to a lot of albums and stuff and sometimes you can't force the connection just because everyone's talking about a certain band doesn't mean that you have to like it and stuff but yeah i i know that jesse Ware deserves my uh, deserves our attention i just haven't naturally connected do you know the same the same thing happened to me actually because like she released uh what's your pleasure in 2020 and loads of people go oh this is a brilliant album you know like kind of total disco album. you know it was like when Dua Lipa had disco album and Kylie and and Rasheen and I was like ah yeah you know but like everyone's kind of got it and then like one day I listened to it and I was like Oh my god! Why didn't everyone tell me about this? And I was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, everyone told me about it, and it's really, really good." Um, there's like one track, I believe it's called "Remember Where You Are," which is like all rotary connection disco, and it's mm. so good. It's really, really, really good, and I think she's going to be fantastic. Okay, she also has a podcast with her mum. Really? Yeah. And what's do they just talk about life in general? mother and daughter wise or is it about maternity is it about it's about food family and the beautiful art of having a chat direct from her very own dinner table what a lovely i always think about it you know that now that we've got such great access to equipment and even just a task i'm recorder like recording conversations with my mum you know uh yeah yeah uh, i like my wife did it with her grandmother recently because I had, I had um, you know, a microphone at home and, and she kind of did it, you know, and, and her grandmother of a, of a certain age. And it was really nice to get the the the, the proper yeah. quality, you uh, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although she's like, like I, I tell you, this is the one thing that I, I, I get slightly annoyed by celebrity podcasts. I mean, this is a very good one and I love Jesse Ware, but it's like they get guests on. I'm like, oh, I'd love to get that guest. But like, they're Jesse Ware and I'm not. Yeah. And um, like she had Tony Hawk on. Really? Yeah. yeah what? Yeah. What a random pairing. But what? A, like, would Tony Hawk even know who Jesse Ware is? Because like, I don't imagine. This is me being totally like, how you know? Who, what do I know? You know, Tony Hawk probably <laughs> has do any of us the best music taste ever, or whatever. But like, because I associate him as being this really successful Californian pro skating icon who lives in a very nice house with a large family and and the music his son makes is actually very good. It's punk rock. I can't remember the name of the band, but check it out. Tony Hawk's son. Isn't it, isn't it kind of hyper-pop? No. Well, what? No. I mean, Sergi played it on This Is Not A Song Chart, like Tony Hawk's son's punk band, which 
escapes me. But it could be that he has another son who does hyper pop. It could be. A warish. Uh, hang on. Do you know? I think he does. Yeah, warish. I think it. he's got like. Hang on. Warish, and there's another one called Guppy, who <laughs> do make kind of hyper pop. I I think yes. Which uh, yeah, a lot, lot of lot of talent going on there. Sorry, you were saying. Uh, well, yeah, I don't. I just Jesse Ware is like if you know about music that's made in the UK and that's like you know really hip and stuff. I can't imagine like people in California knowing about Jesse Ware, although she, she has toured and played the United States. But it, I, I just don't. I can't imagine Tony Hawk like listening to Jesse Ware. Like it, it, it's kind of blocking my mind. Like I just, I'm glitching like an autocorrect record <laughs> in my, like Tony Hawk listening to like UK, UK kind of a disco and stuff. It's just. I, I it's a nice thought. He should do. He should do. And obviously, because, you know, these people get invited to podcasts left, right and center, right? People like Tony Hawk, you know, from skating podcasts or lifestyle podcasts. I don't know. He's a, he's a, he's a superstar, right? So usually their motivation to participate is, well, who's doing the podcast? Oh, if it's someone with massive mm, um, views or listens, fair enough. But if it's uh, or if it's someone from the entertainment world that they they can look as look at as equals or whatever, then I can see that that's also appealing. But I'm just like trying to figure out how Jesse Ware made that connection. I don't know. I'm going to have to listen to it. Exactly. No, it's, I was just le- listening to the description and it sounds really good. Tony talks to us about growing up in San Diego and food as fuel while skating as a kid. The best bourbon, whiskey, multi-use skateboard, grip tape, etc., etc. So she's asking him about grip tape and stuff. So maybe Jesse. Well, Skate used to skate or skates might do. I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, if, if she's like savvy about it, she's I don't know. LA special, okay. She did an LA special, and okay. Oh, and the cover's really good. I like the photo of her with her mother, <laughs> it's nice, Lenny, isn't it? Miss, Mrs. Ware. Um, that's Saturday, June the 11th. She's playing. Uh, if she wants to come to, I'll tell you what, if she wants to come to the studio, very, very welcome. You cook, man, we can have a proper. And, and if she, and if her mum's down to come as well, you know, yes, let's let's. I can see. I can make some eggs Benedict. I mean, they've got a lovely photo where they're serving themselves some nice red wine, which you and I both love, <laughs> and uh, a nice salad and some breads and things. Yes, I'm down for that. Jesse, where come? It's always cool to interview people who do podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Because you know they they come they come on brand and they come with lots <laughs> exactly, of things to yeah. talk about. Um, Pink Pantheress is also playing. Talking of uh, pop electronica, and that is going to be brilliant. Friday, June the tenth. We've talked a load about her. No, <laughs> oh, hands are I love I love her music and stuff. No, but I'm starting to the to notice a thing about a lot of these young artists that be- blow up out of nowhere on TikTok and stuff. Um, they don't always guarantee you that they're going to put on a good show because okay, this is really basic for me to say, but I get the sense that. In our time, Ben, bands, you know, played a lot of toilets and 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 toured a lot and and a lot a lot a lot before bec- getting on the page of the NME or becoming a hit or becoming well known, and and there and when by the time you end up going to the show because they're being talked about, it's like oh wow these guys are these this this band is really good live or whatever, but what's happening a lot of with all these artists that blow up on TikTok. These, especially when they're really incredibly young, still no. Pink Panthers is still a teenager, I think, or or I don't or, know if or, she's young, certainly or very yeah. early twenties. Um, I have to see, I have to see, but I don't think she's toured that much. And usually, these kind of artists suffer in the kind of festival setting where 
you really got because you don't have time to do proper sound checks and make sure everything is like mint fresh uh, you know you it's you you see a seasoned performer and it's like okay they can beat the obstacles and and give a good show in those 45 50 minutes whereas the younger artists sometimes and it's suffering because it's 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 painful to watch because you see them suffer and stuff but hey i'm not putting that out there if she's been booked at primavera it's because they've done the homework the booking team always makes sure that they check out every single act that they book before uh, booking them I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that the other way around. I think this is gonna be like um the moment where everyone's like, oh my god, she's really good live as well. She's not just like this. I mean, she must get sick of people talking about TikTok, but yeah. we're doing it again. But like people like, uh, oh, she's not just TikTok sensation. She is a you know, obviously she's a real artist. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and I, I think I think she's gonna be really good. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing her. It's really intriguing, you know, because will she come up with a full band? Will it just be her? Will it be like you know? I I, I don't quite know, you know, and um. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. I'm going to be a bit nasty again. I, I'm not eager to see one person on stage with a with a little drum machine or a laptop. I want to see bands. Hang on, you just said Georgia did that. And she was yeah, there. okay, but she's okay. She's spectacular because she's a one-woman orchestra and she plays like loads of instruments and stuff. But the remember how at that Primavera Club and and they were all brilliant, like JPEG Mafia, Terza. I think she came yeah, and performed on her great. own. She was great, you know. And and it, there was loads of acts that it was just one musician, one person on stage. Buzzy Lee, no, she had she had two musicians. Yeah, it? I know what you mean though. It was like and a lot. It's like okay, cool, but uh, after two years of not going to a festival, I want to see a lot of people on stage. I want to see the I want to see gorillas. I want to see oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to see one of those. I, I don't know if they, they, there's one on this year, but I want to see like you know those African Tuaregian bands like Tenari one that there's like fifteen of them and they're all like synchronized and playing wonderfully in unison. Yeah, uh, um, I, I don't want individuals. I sort of agree. <laughs> With my potatoes. I sort of agree, but in one thing, I don't like it when you've got a rhythm originally played on a drum machine and you've got a drummer trying to do it. That really annoys me. Oh. that Because it's like, you did it on drum machine. Why are you trying to get, like, you know, Dave from Bromley in to yeah. play it? Yeah, you know? but the energy of a live percussionist always is always extra for a live setting, even though the drum machine might sound better and more powerful in, in the PA system. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a tricky one. Uh, yeah, but I'm always going to love, I always love watching a drummer, like, playing drum, dance music uh, and keeping up with a drum kit like poor Phil Selway on Radiohead. Like, he does such a good job, even though they had to bring in a second drummer <laughs> eventually. Poor guy. That, I mean, he's put up with <laughs> Phil I'm Selway. sure he'll be all right. I'd, I'd... I know, he's all right. But at the same time, because he takes everything in good stead, you know, I've mentioned before that he's a good Samaritan um, and he's a very positive person and stuff. But imagine, like, you get you get sidelined by a bloody drum machine because Tom York can't stop, like, discovering all these incredible drum machines and 808s and things. And also it's like, well, I just got to learn to play faster. And it's like, yeah, but it's not, you're not good enough. We need to bring another second drum tech in. Our drum tech is going to actually be the, the, the <laughs> second drummer. And it does look spectacular watching Radiohead with two drummers. Oh, speaking of which, I forgot the smile. Oh, my playing. God, the smile. The I'm smile not... with, the what, what's his name from Sons of Kemet? Yeah. Tim. Bloke. Bing, yeah. drummer. I, I I don't know what he's called. I can't remember. Skinner. Tim, Tom Skinner. Tom Skinner from Sons of Kemet. Yeah, they're going to be really good. Because oh. I was thinking how sad that Massive Attack have had to pull out poor of them because yeah. one of their members is uh, not feeling well and they're recovering. Um, but I thought, you know what? The smile is... It's a shame because it was already... The smile was already added to the lineup when Massive, Atta when, when Massive yeah. Attack were still playing. And that would have been a great 
filling in. It's like, look, we're sorry. Massive Attack has had to pull out. But good news, we're bringing the smile twice, you know, to Primavera and further on in July to Pablo Español. Well, you're talking about drums, but I'm talking about drum and bass. <laughs> but you're in the Segway mood today. <laughs> it's all, um, new Jungle. We've got some red hot New Jungle. Oh, who's keeping the flame alive? Do you know Tim Reaper? No. Tim Reaper is this like London producer, young bloke, who just makes classic sounding jungle. But like, it, I don't know how he does it because it, it, it sounds like totally classic. Maybe it's because like his machines and stuff are new, but it sounds re- like it doesn't sound like old or faded. It sounds like bang up to date and it also classic. And he's playing back to back with Sherelle, who's one of my favorite oh, new DJs. Sherelle. She yeah. played Apollo not so long ago, three weeks ago, didn't she? No, hang on. I'm confusing. Sherelle, Sherelle, because Ainara who handles a lot of the work at the Apollo Nizza Club, uh, our colleague here, she's in booking. She told me about Sherelle and I started seeing... No, I started watching Boiler Room sets. That's it. She and, played... Wow. I, I think... I think she played Mutech. That was, was that it. it? Yeah. She played Apollo... I think she played Apollo within the Mutech festival. That was right. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I've ne- like she's one of these DJs that's come really came to prominence during lockdown, which seems a bit weird. Um, but like they have, and so I've I've never seen a DJ live, but I've seen some of her sets, and they look absolutely brilliant. It's really fast, like you know, footwork and and fast techno and jungle and drum and bass and and breaks and all these kind of things. And she is going back to back with Tim Reaper. I'm not sure if that's something they, they've done often or not, but that is going to be absolutely brilliant, which is Saturday, June the 11th, by which time we're going to be... I, I reckon, like, my last bit of energy, my last bit of energy might go on a back-to-back jungle set. And then I'll be like, no, I'm done. I'm off. Bye. See you later. I'll see you in a week. I've got to go and, I've got to go and sleep. Yeah, sleep is important. And Special Request is also playing. Special request is also drum and bass. Yeah, it's like it's um, Paul Wolford who's made lots of house and drum and bass, and he's like kind of one of the leading lights of the new drum and bass thing. Like just brilliant, brilliant production. We'd like to hear a song. Yes, please. Okay, Debbie, we have got a special song. We're going to play "Pull Up," Tim Reaper remix by Special Request and Tim Reaper. You're the only one for me. That was uh, a nice kind of mix-up of all the various people who are going to be playing because that is a special request uh, pull-up remixed by Tim Reaper on uh, Hoover Sound, uh, the Hoover Sound label, which uh, is Sherelle's label. And as I was saying in New Jungle, we've got Sherelle back-to-back with Tim Reaper uh, and special request. They're all playing Saturday, June the 11th, and that is going to be absolutely spectacular. Johannes had to go. Um, so I'm going to run you through my other recommendations for the uh, Primavera Sound 2022 lineup on an electronic uh, kind of tip. One of the things I'm really looking forward to is we've got uh, this amazing local talent that is going to be playing lots of local DJs, lots of local acts, lots of local electronic music and indie and, and really, really loads of things. People, I think, often, I think people often ask when they come to Primavera Sound, it's like, well, I want to see some local music. Um, and there is an absolute abundance of it to see. And there's loads I could recommend, but I want to basically highlight two things, particularly um, that I, I, I think are going to be spectacular. Marina Herlop, who is playing Friday, June the 3rd, um, who's a local musician. I think she's on her, she's about to release her third album. 
later this year. I think it'll be out by the time the festival actually comes. And she she started off like doing piano. She's a very trained piano player uh, and kind of treated piano, that, that kind of thing. And she has sort of branched off from that. I was going to say abandoned it. Not really. She's doing something slightly different. Um, uh, kind of with a full band, making like really weird pop music in a way um and i really thoroughly recommend you go and see her because i saw her with with the full band um at mutech just earlier no a couple of months ago and it was absolutely spectacular the album is called uh pripyat that's going to be brilliant also uh ikram boulom who is she's really well known in barcelona she's um uh particularly well known as a dj um because she's been djing all over but she used to actually uh, have a show on um radio premier sound well as part of a, a, a collective um and i basically just love all the 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 music she plays she's really kind of style and she also recently has been making um producing music uh, and ikram boulom is now the sort of as a live music project uh it's kind of uh electronic production with her singing over the top um and it is absolutely uh beautiful i think she's going to be brilliant enough for the real highlights so those are two particular recommendations she's on monday june the 6th part of uh alice that so you know after after a sort of sunday maybe slightly relaxing you can you can go and see her uh, another load of stuff I want to highlight is kind of weird techno lineups. You've got Blauen uh, and Butt Techno both on Friday, June the 3rd. Um, I've, I've got a weird techno because I didn't really know what else to call it, basically, because it's not like, certainly not your standard, certainly not business techno, uh, not even really your standard techno um, either. But like, um, Butt Techno is this uh, Russian producer who has produced some incredibly um strange electronic music um and for example he released an ep uh, on the trip level uh trip label excuse me called bad trip a few years ago and some of it just sounded incredible just sort of like this really weird uh almost like you know when when you think like the machines aren't working or something like that um that's how strange it was it just sounds like that little bit wrong basically uh pavel milyakov um, and that is going to be fantastic. Uh, as for Blauen, well, Blauen's been around for ages. I mean, Blauen has been around uh, since the kind of dubstep age and, and sort of made his name with that originally. Um, but more recently, he's probably best known still for Why They Hide Their Bodies Under My Garage, which was his massive, like, industrial techno type hit. Um, and more recently, uh, he made the brilliant EP Woke Up Right Handed, which gives rein to a lot more of his like more experimental strange tendencies like he he's got a he plays a lot of the places he plays are quite standard techno and he can certainly do that absolutely thundering 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 techno um but woke up right-handed he did something very much uh by himself and it includes one of my absolute favorite tracks of last year we're going to listen to just a little bit of it this uh is blauan with underbelly <laughs> Blauen with uh, the utterly brilliant underbelly. Uh, ever since somebody compared that to the Monster Mash, I cannot help thinking of it in precisely those terms. And that song might, I guess, just might, in a strange way, kind of somewhat flow into hyperpop um, because there is a very big representation of hyperpop um, playing at Primavera Sound 2022, particularly 
the PC Music Showcase Acid Angel, which is taking place uh, on June 28th at Raz 2, which uh, is not the biggest of venues. I think it's going to be absolute chaos. Um, they've announced for it 100 Gex, AG Cook, Charlie XX, Dorian Electron, Easy Fun, Hannah Diamond, Kara Kara Benito, Namasender, uh, plus special guests. And it really is one of those gigs that has got people incredibly excited I, I kind of like like looking online at um what people are saying about the festival what people are looking forward to because it gives me a good perspective on things and that is one of those things that people are saying i'm going to camp outside the venue uh, i'm coming early i've just got to absolutely go and go and see that and i think it's going to be like another big gift pc music because they've got a, a compilation coming out they're doing a fair number of parties this year so uh, that will be a brilliant chance to see a lot of their leading lights together in a club. In fact, I think that will be one of those like once-in-a-lifetime kind of things. Well, they're doing other parties. But you know what I mean? That concentration of talent, of PC music talent all together in one place. Um, which obviously kind of sucks if you can't get in. But if you can't, uh, don't worry because most of them, a lot of them, are playing at the festival itself. Um, like 100 Gex, for example, are playing on Thursday, June the 2nd, as is Charlie XCX. I really want to see 100 Gex. I've got no idea what they're going to be like live. Again, uh, it's like we were saying a bit about Pink Panthers. I would almost not be surprised about anything they came out with. Like if they came out with full guitars, sound like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I wouldn't be surprised. They came out like just two of them on laptops, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't think they played live all that much. Uh, so this is going to be an absolute treat. And also, have to mention with Hyperpop, Danielle Hall, who has been like, we play him a lot uh, on Radio Primavera Sound. He's been really good to us. We've interviewed him. Uh, he was at Primavera, Primavera Weekend. I saw him at Primavera 2019, where he did an absolutely fantastic DJ set. Kind of all, uh, sounded a bit old school, but like with, with, with like very sharp pop production. Absolutely brilliant. He's been doing his Club Hall Call um, events, which are uh, in sort of referencing old hardcore tunes, Gabba, that kind of thing. Um, and it's going to be really big. And he's playing Tuesday, June the 7th uh, and Friday, June the 10th. And I would recommend anyone to go and see him wherever you can. Uh, in terms of DJs, uh, there are three of my favourite new DJs from the UK who are coming over. I'm not sure why I'm just highlighting the UK, but, but I am. I think they just kind of... Uh, they stood out to me in the lineup. We've got Sherelle, who I mentioned before, who's going back to back with Tim Reaper. Uh, and we've also got Anz, who released that fantastic EP um, on Ninja Tune last year. It might be two years ago. I think it was last year, um, which was really, really big. And she's a brilliant DJ. She kind of like plays uh, across genres and once kicked off a mix with Alternate, which is something I really, really love. I haven't seen uh, Anz DJ yet. Um, because again, she kind of came up during the pandemic, but I'm really, really looking forward to it. That'll be brilliant. Thursday, June the 9th. And someone else who I'm really looking forward to uh, is India Jordan. Um, another brilliant DJ stroke producer from the UK uh, that kind of broke through again in, in, in kind of pandemic times and has also released music for Ninja Tune. Uh, India it plays a lot of sort of house music, but with a slightly jungle touch to it is absolutely brilliant. I love India and, and uh, India is playing on Thursday, June the 9th, the same day as Anne's. I don't know the timings, but uh, I suspect they might be quite close to each other in time, which will be a beautiful thing. Um, I mentioned earlier ambience and there are a number of brilliant uh, ambient artists who are going to be playing one of which i really want to highlight is courtesy 
uh, who's a Danish DJ, best known for her hard techno. And she really does play very hard techno. Um, trance, basically. Uh, but she's got into production and she has made uh, her first EP of, uh, she calls it ambient trance, these very elegant kind of um, songs, which basically sound quite a lot like um, trance if you take the thundering kick drum out of it, which is actually surprisingly relaxing. It sounds very like Tangerine Dream as well, which is a very good thing. Uh, that EP is called Night Journeys, and I thoroughly recommend it. Also playing, we've got Nala Sinefro, who is a sort of electronic harpist uh, who signed to Warp, and for me, came out of nowhere. Maybe that, that's probably just my own fault. But uh, I'd never heard of Nala before, and then the album dropped, and it was beautiful. I mean, if you can think of like how beautiful harps and electronics could be, that is how gorgeous it was. And also playing, uh, got KMRU uh, and Philip Sherburn, who uh, is an old friend of mine and uh, also a very, very good DJ with kind of ambient kind of things. And if you listened to our music uh, at the start of the show, uh, that is 93 Bubbles by Philip Sherburn. Uh, so you can get that from, I think it's still up in his SoundCloud. You can you can download it. He, he used to make music. I don't think he does anymore. Um, but he had a few releases. Uh, anyway, he's playing on Wednesday, June the 8th. And let's have a listen, David. Let's have a listen to the bit of the uh, Courtesy record. We're going to play a little bit of Night Journeys 2 by Courtesy. That is uh, Courtesy with Night Journeys 2, taken from the Night Journeys EP. And Courtesy is going to be playing live. Um, and that is going to be utterly brilliant. I, I think, hopefully, what I'm hoping for is that it's, it's that kind of moment. Um, Courtesy is playing Saturday, June the 11th. Oof, yeah, the last day. Well, the Sunday things. I think by that time, you're going to need some ambient trance. Look, coming up to the end of the hour, but I just want to um, highlight a few more things that I couldn't put into an easy category um, which is a good thing, I suppose, because categorization is bad. Nidia, fantastic DJ uh, from Portugal. Uh, Sangre Nueva, uh, which is a new combination, uh, if I'm not much mistaken. Uh, who, I'm not sure if they've got together just for this. No, I think they've released an album. It's DJ Florentino, Kelman Duran, and DJ Python. Like, so much talent together there. Um, there's Niege Niege, uh, who are introducing uh, Duma. Um, who are like this incredible sort of thrash metal band and also MC Allen Deadmaster which is going to be fantastic you've got Gabba Modus Operandi um, who uh, well, let me read this grinding up traditional elements from the musical culture of Bali together with footwork and happy hardcore how can you not go to that Slickback who uh, makes this incredibly fast and intense techno uh, backs from Kenya I saw, I saw him at Sonar a few years ago and was absolutely fantastic and uh, something Johan introduced me to, Pelada, uh, which uh, is uh, a Colombian artist with Canadian Tobias Rochman. Um, and we're going to leave you uh, with uh, one, one track from Pelada. I hope this has been of some use to you. Uh, let me know what you're excited about seeing at Primavera Sound 2 at Ben Cardew. We're going to play out today with Pelada. A mí me juzgan por ser mujer. <laughs> 